the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From Talk 910 KNEW San Francisco, this is Rob Black. Rob talks about your money every weekday, live and local, from 10 to noon. Enjoy the show. Live from the Bay Area, your money, your life. This is Rob Black. Got some good stuff coming your way today, some emails, which I handpick, I cherry pick. To show you the truly big issues dealing with you and your money. Some top business stories, although I'm going to be honest with you today, not a lot of great business stories out there. So that gives me a little bit of as we ability to stretch so- my legs elsewhere, so to speak. We'll talk some tech talk for sure. We'll talk some California big bets. We'll talk about electric cars. Interesting story out there today about setting up recharge centers for your electric car. It's going to take 30 minutes to recharge your car. Who's going to wait for that? Well, how about if there's a Starbucks right there? Not so bad. As Americans, can we possibly wait 30 minutes to get back on the road? Or will this ruin everything? I know myself. I think trying to find an extra 30 minutes in a day to recharge my Tesla would be pretty damn inconvenient. I don't think I'd much care for it. So that's out there. That's one of the stories that I think is kind of interesting. And uh, Tesla got a big uh, federal grant to build these recharge stations. And again, they're going to be building them near cafes. So they can be a little bit incorporated in your lifestyle. Are we ready as a nation to change our driving habits, our gas station habits? You know, I like to roll into a gas station and roll right out. What was it an ad campaign? Was it Texaco that keeps you rolling? Someone keeps you rolling. Anyway, I'm totally jumping the gun here. Uh, the market, it's got a little bit of a unique biology to it, as I like to say. Stock market doesn't lose all that much ground these days. Since July 13th, when the latest leg of the recovery rally began, stock market has suffered a decline in excess of just 1%, just three times over 51 trading days. We are bullish. We are moving higher. We are not moving lower. Um, the trend is your friend. Uh, I thought the S&P 500 would end the year right around 1050. It's at 1073. That's a pretty good number. Now, again, Things can change. Things can change. The stocks are wavering a little bit. They opened up strong. They got a little bit weaker. They got a little bit stronger. Uh, mortgage applications jumped to the highest level since May. If you have not refinanced your mortgage, you should strongly consider it. Mortgage rates are incredibly low right now. Incredibly low. They won't be this low five years from now. They won't be this low maybe three years from now. But as soon as the Federal Reserve stops buying mortgages, i.e. making them liquid, uh, the more people buy, the more liquid something is, the more true price that you get from it. For instance, if you have uh, 10,000 people buying and selling Intel right now, 10,000 people buying and selling, it's going to be market, it's going to be priced pretty efficiently. But if you only have one person buying XYZ stock, it may have a dollar premium or a dollar discount to sell. So it's good to see volume. It's good to see. Uh, other big stories of new out there. Bank of America, J.P. Morgan, overhauling their overdraft fees. Overdraft fees. 
you remember how angry you were when you were 16, 17, 18 years old and you'd basically overdraft your checking account just by a skosh? And then, boom, you get hit with a $30 overdraft fee. Lawmakers are preparing to implement sweeping credit reforms. Bank of America and J.P. Morgan Chase, they're moving to overhaul overdraft fees and practices that, you know, have been criticized industry-wide. I think no one, no one likes the banks that, you know, do these uh, aggressive overdraft fees. The Bank of America said today they're going to cap the fees it charges customers for overdrawing their account. They're backpedaling on the hikes the company imposed just last year. Bank of America is no longer going to charge overdraft fees when a customer's account is overdrawn by less than $10 in one day. But a $35 fee will still be levied if the account is is not brought into balance within five days. They're trying to change it a little bit. Uh, and, you know, one company last year changed their overdraft fee from $25 to $35, and that's still staying in place for Bank of America. So maybe it's getting a little bit better. There's going to be some overdraft programs initiated. Annual limit for the number of times its customers can overdraw their accounts when making purchases with debit cards. Customers reach the annual limit will have their overdraft bill restricted. So there's some issues there. Uh, I don't know. I can get. I don't know if there's enough there to really turn into a story, though. We know overdraft fees stink, and they're trying to change things. And Congress is saying, if you don't change that, we're going to change it. So yesterday, back to the stock market. Fifty-one straight days where the market's only corrected more than one percent three times. This is just. It's just not letting up. And in each instance, after the market declined, the next day, it was recouped. So if the stock market was a living organism, it would be known for its regeneration capabilities. Pretty impressive. It's fixing itself. When it goes down, boom, fixes itself the next day. Now, better than expected quarterly revenue and gross margin guidance from Seagate Technologies and a Deutsche Securities upgrade of BlackRock as well as uh, better-than-expected earnings guidance from General Mills. All of these things are saying, hey, market's okay today. Economy's okay today. Now, there is going to be an issue. There is going to be an issue at about 1.15 Eastern Time. The FOMC is going to make a decision on interest rates, and it's believed the Fed fund target rate will remain unchanged at 0%. 0% to 0.25%. But the committee will note the need to keep rates low. We expect them to say that. The committee is engaged right now in talking about potential exit strategies. They may put a little bit of that in the the press release that they come out with. That may scare some people. Like, um, at some point in time, we're going to start raising interest rates. Because we don't want to be like Japan. Money being borrowed at 0% is not healthy. Unless your economy is struggling. Now, they're going to provide further guidance on the timing of their purchase of $1.45 trillion in housing debt. So we'll get a little bit more color today. Now, something that's everyone knows about and no one's really talking about, because we'd rather, as a human being, talk about the positives and the negatives. Let me give you an example. Foreclosures. Real estate. I own real estate. Heidi owns real estate. You own real estate. You want it to go up, right? You don't want to talk about the possibility of it going down. Could always talk about it going down. I'm back live on the air. So, saw some crazy stuff out on the road. Pigs were flying. Monkeys were in charge. I saw a woman get out of her car right around the airport this morning. Winds just howl, and she gets out of her car on 101 and decides to look at the damage from an accident while not pulling over on the side of the road. 
Good chance that woman got hit by a car shortly thereafter. It was just ludicrous. People can't even see out there. So if you're out there driving, please be careful and understand that Californians are pretty darn stupid when it comes to driving in the rain. We just don't know how to do it. It's been too long. I'm going to have some weather updates at 1030 and 1130 with the lovely and talented Jacqueline Bennett. 11 to 1130 day, I'm going to have the one, the only mayor of San Jose, unless it's been declared an emergency in San Jose, Chuck Reed. Chuck Reed's going to be calling in, so we got all sorts of good content for you today. I'll talk a little stock market, of course, as I want to do, but today's going to be a real important day to hit, I think, the top story. Congressional panel set to cast judgment on the health care reform today. Rare moment of drama in President Barack Obama's long slog to pass his top domestic priority health care. The Senate Finance Committee is going to vote. Now, again, this is only the Senate Finance Committee. We're going to vote on the financial aspects of the $829 billion 10-year effort to cut costs and provide affordable health insurance to Americans. After the mighty U.S. insurance lobby launched a late bid to thwart measures. Now, the Democratic majority on the panel is thought likely to ensure the draft bill. Now, one of the several working through the Senate or the House of Representatives will pass. But the votes can provide some important clues on how the reform attempt will eventually fare in the full 100-seat Senate. Now, Obama's sole hope for even taking bipartisan support likely lies with the main Republican Senator Olympia Snow, who has faced intense lobbying from both sides of her vote. Ultimately, both sides want her to vote for them. But even unanimous support from Democrats on the committee is not a given. Two Democrats, Senator Ron Wyden and Jay Rockefeller, they want a government-run health care program known as the public option, which is not in the Finance Committee legislation, and they're not certain that they're going to support the bill without it. I think it gets done. Other big news uh, in the world day, Hawaii. Wow, we're getting hit with a heck of a storm, right? You can call in the show, 800-345-5639. That's 800-345-5639. If you're out there in the traffic, get call in. Come on. Uh, well, again, keep two hands on the wheel if you can. I'm not telling you to, uh, to not do that. But if, if you see monkeys flying and, and like apes on top of people, just the craziness that's going on out there. Pick up the phone, 800-345-5639. I want to hear what, what's happening out there, because I'm stuck in the studio, and it's gray and overcast and rainy. Now, Hawaii hotels. Hawaii hotels. Um, it probably worse off than California hotels. Hotel industry in the continental United States. This is the worst downturn since the Great Depression for the hotel industry. But Hawaiian resort industry is taking a beating. First and foremost, I go, ooh, maybe I'll go to Hawaii because demand's just not there right now. Now, hotel room demand in the state, it's declined sharply at a time when the number of expensively renovated rooms is rising. Thus, occupancy at Hawaii's resorts dropped to 66.9% in the first eight months this year. That's the lowest since 1993. Again, 1993 was at a point in time where we were coming out of a recession in the United States. Now, typically... They've been as high as 80.7%. Occupancy is down to 66.9%. That's a lot of empty rooms. So available room has fallen nearly 25% in the past two years and now averages 150 bucks a night. So you can get a hotel room for about $150 a night in, um, in um, 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 you can get $150 a night for a hotel in Hawaii. Distressed debt tied to hotels is rising across the nation, but Hawaii has more troubled hotel debt. Than any other state, about $23,256 per square foot compared with the 5083 in California. So these statistics are pretty scary. A lot of Hawaiian hotels are going to go down. 
800-345-5639. Let's go to Joe on Highway 880. Hey, Rob. Give me, a, give me a weather update. Yeah, as a transplant from Seattle, people are actually driving decently today. I'm glad it was a torrential downpour, first rain of the year. So people aren't uh, sliding into one another? No, people are actually driving decently out here on the 880. Now, where are you going on the 880? I'm headed to San Jose. I'm just now coming through Fremont. Okay, good, good. You still got a ways to go, and 101's got uh, some issues down in San Jose, so you may not get there on time. Uh, I, don't, I don't have a time to get there, so, so as long as I get there before you know noon, I'll be all right. Sounds good. Thanks for the weather update, Joe. No problem. Have a good one. 880 doing fine, and he's a Seattle transplant. And I'll tell you one thing about the Pacific Northwest. They sure, sure do know how to build good roads, uh, and they know how to drive on them. So California, our roads are just a mess. But if you go up in uh, Oregon, they got some fantastic roads. Now, earlier in the segment, I was talking about Tesla and electric cars. Let's offer a little bit more on what Tesla's doing. Tesla, will they be the new Ford? Will they eventually IPO? I could see an IPO out of them. There's no doubt about it because there's been a lot of venture capital put into Tesla. Service their growing fleet of cutting-edge electric sports cars. Tesla announced a very strange thing this week. They announced a house call. Tesla is technically based in San Carlos, but they do a lot of business in San Jose. They're going to send service technicians to the homes of Tesla owners to perform annual maintenance. Weird, right? You buy a car and they're going to send someone to your house to like do a software upgrade and repairs. Now, the Tesla Mobile Service Rangers, they're going to visit owners even if they live hundreds of miles from the nearest dealership. That's the point. Tesla has just four dealerships across the country. They got one in Menlo Park. They got one in Los Angeles. They got one in Seattle and one in New York. So with more than 700 cars already sold, the company is selling them in all 50 states. So these customers need some way to have their cars serviced. And if Tesla's Roadsters needs repairs beyond simple body work, the owner has to ship it to the nearest dealership. Can you imagine having to ship your car to get a repair? So it's pretty clear that the customers are demanding this. And Tesla plans to have at least 20 dealerships in the coming years, but it doesn't anticipate building the kind of vast network that got older car companies like Ford and GM into trouble. Tesla's technology is new, so the standard garage probably won't know how to fix it anyway. So rangers, these people who will come to your home, won't make house calls for free. You'll have to pay a dollar for every round-trip mile the rangers travel from the nearest Tesla service center. Minimum charge is 100 bucks. Now, the cars themselves, Tesla Roadsters, cost $109,000. Well, I believe in the environment, and I love this planet, but a $109,000 electric vehicle? I don't think so. Get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Give me a weather update. Tell me if you see anything crazy out there. It's the Rob Black Show. Second hour of the show, I'm going to be interviewing Chuck Reed, Mayor of San Jose. Take a break here. 800-345-5639. More stimulating talk. This is Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Coming up at 11 o'clock. Going to interview Chuck Reed from San Jose. It's one of those mayors that I dig. And I think that's an odd thing to say out loud, but I think mayors actually have more influence on our life than Congress or the president does. And I think it's important to note that. I think they do much better work and they actually affect our community directly much faster than presidential and federal issues do. Just so I see it. Now, as far as he goes, I've got a friend who's a Republican councilman um, in Los Gatos and, uh, 
how do you say this? He he likes Chuck Reed. Chuck Reed has some of the highest popularity polls across the nation. And that's tough to do because, you know, what's our society? 45% you know, registered Democrat, 45% registered Republican, 10% independent. And they basically stay on that side of the fence of, you know, do you like this guy or not? He's up there. He's way up there. Anyway, I'm not going to totally pound on an interview that's coming up. Uh, I got to get to some other content. Carly Simon is suing Starbucks. She's saying the coffee company, now defunct music venture, didn't adequately promote her album in 2008, dooming the record before it was even released. Now, so, uh, Carly Simon, you're so vain, you're so vain. You probably think Starbucks failed you. The singer, whose biggest success was the 1970s, 1980s, you know, you're so vain in anticipation, which was ultimately sold out to a Heinz 57 commercial. She said she's seeking unspecified damages because she says they, you know, didn't do anything for her. And ultimately, by representing her and doing nothing for her, she sold just a lousy 124,000 copies. Sales continued to lag as the title received tepid response from music consumers and pretty poor reviews. Long story short, do you remember when we heard that Starbucks was going to be selling music and it just felt like a bad idea that there were going to be a music label. You know, Ray Charles came out with some of his, his music uh, at Starbucks and it did pretty well, but it didn't do so well for Carly Simon. And again, it just goes to show you that sometimes you should stick to what you do best and make a good cup of coffee. There was also a point in time where Starbucks was going to charge large amounts of money for free wi- for uh, Wi-Fi. And that kind of went away, and then they kind of said, if you have a cup of coffee, we'll give you an access card. So their business model changes. But sometimes they get into, like, for instance, they're going to distribute the movie Aquila and the Bee. Movies and music, not what Starbucks does best. Sometimes you should just stick to what you do best. Energy-efficient LED bulbs. Let's talk about these. I go into Home Depot typically every other weekend, go around shopping for, you know, manly things like shop backs that could basically pull a bowling ball across the yard if I need to. But LEDs, 90% less electricity use than a standard incandescent bulb, cutting greenhouse emissions, saving you an estimated $280 over a 25-year lifespan. That's on one bulb. Now, that's the challenge facing the Dutch startup company called Linus Lighting. They're trying to sell these bulbs to Americans where, again, it's crazy expensive up front. The first dimmable LED bulb to fit home light fixtures. LEDs are light-emitting diodes. They're semiconductors that glow, and they're a great light hope for slashing carbon emissions from lighting, which consumes about 19% of the energy production worldwide. Now, LEDs are expensive. They're six times as long as an energy-efficient compact fluorescent light bulb, though. So unlike chlorofluoral, CFLs, and LEDs don't contain any toxic mercury, so they're actually pretty good for the environment. But the question is, will we spend the money up front to get something that gets us on the back? $39.95 for a bulb. It's pretty crazy, right? It's ultimately going to sell for $49.95, but Philips is trying to get these, these out there. Now, Limus is at U.S. headquarters right here in San Francisco, and they've sold 2.5 million LED bulbs in Europe. They aim to sell 10 million worldwide by the end of 2010. Production's going to ramp up. The price of the bulbs should fall. Company has found one heavyweight early adopter, Google. 
Google's distributed 25,000 of these bulbs to their employees on Earth Day this year. So, again, we're a funny society because LEDs tend to cast a cold light, and we tend to want to get something for cheap. And we're not the early adopters that we should be in a situation that would be very, very good for our environment. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. So that's a financial challenge. Let's go to David in Menlo in Palo Alto. David. Uh, hey, Rob. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Uh, I have a question regarding I-Bond. I have uh, bought some I-Bond in 2001, 2002, uh, total worth of like $60,000. And I was checking some website, and it looks like right now they are not paying any interest on it, you know. Is that a good idea to keep holding on it? or Because I have a good base rate on that, you know. Sure. Um, the idea on I-bonds is they're inflation-linked. Right. So they're, they're, they're linked to a consumer uh, inflationary number. And there is no inflation right now because we're in a recession, and companies can't raise their prices. And uh, the price of oil has gone from 150 down to $70 a barrel. So there's not a lot of inflation did you buy the I-bond as part of a diversified income portfolio, or did you buy it solely on a, a play on inflation? What, what what was your goal in buying was, the I-bond? It was an idea to diversify. Okay. And what would you put the money into now? Uh, no, I, I don't have any other idea other than putting it into like a CD or some other type of you know, investment. Okay. Not not into the stock market. Why not? Uh, well, my portfolio as such is so huge, you know, so I just don't want to take the risk. How big is your portfolio? Uh, around 2.2 million. Okay, and you're calling a radio show for advice? Uh, regarding this I-bond, you know. Okay. I'd hire a financial planner who can give you better advice on setting up an income portfolio. Uh-huh. If you need a referral to a financial planner, let me know. But okay. you need a good income portfolio. And for instance, I would mix um, I would mix Ginny Mays right now with some high-quality corporates. Okay. Right now with some California municipal long-term 20-year, 30-year out where you can get over 5%, real rate of return over 7%. Um, there's really good investments out there. Now, would I have an I-bond? If I had those three other things, I would have an I-bond in a diversified income portfolio. But if I'm just looking for pure income, um, and I probably want it. But if, if it's a, a diversified income portfolio, if you were to say, Rob, I've got $2.2 million. I need to make somewhere between eighty dollars to $100,000 per year in income. Absolutely, I'd have some I-bonds. Um, but if you're young and accumulating, I don't see any inflation for the next 12 to 18 months um, or not large enough to make the I-bond worth the trouble. Okay. No, and that's what I exactly have the way you describe yourself, you know. So I do have Ginny May as well as, you know, other fixed income. And this is just uh, one of those small investments for uh, return for getting 100000 or so. Thanks very much for the call, David. Okay, thank you. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Coming up, we're going to do a weather report with Cron 4's very own Jacqueline Bennett. It's the Rob Black Show. Call in right here, right now, 800-345-5639. Like you were walking onto a yacht. You had strategically dipped below one eye. Your scarf at one's Welcome back in. It's the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking typically all things financial. I'll jump from LED light bulbs that cost $39, $49 a pop. Wow. It's tough to throw that down on a light bulb, isn't it? But it saves you money. 250 bucks over the lifetime of the light bulb. Not too shabby. But again, oh, I don't know if I could do it. Let's bring in Jacqueline Bennett. Jacqueline Bennett and I work together at Cron4. She is the weather person. Is that the right term, Jacqueline? Oh, 
I'll take that. It's better than weather, weather girl. <laughs> what, what, what would you, meteorolo- the certified meteorologist, what do you want me to call you? Uh, you can call me a weather person. I will take that. Weather person. So, Jacqueline, the storm's big. You and I were talking about it yesterday, uh, right after the 430 News. Indeed, it is. Yes, uh, we're seeing pretty strong winds out there and heavy rain so far today. How much more are we going to get of this? Uh, well, actually, it's going to get worse this afternoon. We're going to see a, like a secondary wave push in. So uh, another round of heavy rain expected, and people are driving way too fast out there. I was driving around this morning, and people are just going crazy. They're not used to it, I don't think. One more th- no, not one more thing, but something you talked about yesterday that intrigued me. You said this is one of the top 10 biggest storms to hit California. What did you mean by that? Yeah, well, uh, last time we saw something this intense at this time of the year, there was a storm actually back in 1962 that was nearly identical to this one. So it's been quite a while since we've seen something like this, and uh, we're probably going to set some record rainfall rates for today. What's interesting to note about that is record rainfall rates, you just don't tend to think of that, especially in the month of October in the Bay Area. We want to wait till November, December before we get our rains. Uh, early raining season, do you think we're going to have a, a, a long rainy season this year? Probably, because we have an El Nino year. And when we see El Nino years, you have warmer ocean temperatures. And because of that, storms last longer, especially the tropical storms. And they make their way a little bit further north without dying out. So that's kind of what we saw with this one, except it went all the way around. It went to Japan and came all the way back to us. A lot of so pe- that's why it's so strong. A lot of people don't know this, Jacqueline, but L.A. is getting hit by this storm, too. It's mm-hmm. all of California. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a big one. <laughs> it's kind of hard to put into words to describe how big it is. You'd have to kind of look at those satellite pictures and see, and it's just it's pretty impressive. Okay. I'm actually standing at San Francisco State right now looking at the... Um, the weather observation station, and so far today it's been 1.41 inches of rain. That's more usually than in the month of October that we get. So, and this is not even done yet. I mean, it's, what is the time is it right now? 10.30? Right. It's a, a pretty good downpour. So I'm going to bring you back in the next hour, Jacqueline, at 11.30, and then I'm going to bring you on tomorrow, and I'm going to get to know Jacqueline a little bit better on the show. And down the road, we're going to try to win a dream date with a weather person. <laughs> so... People can watch Jacqueline on the 4 o'clock news with me at Cron. I won't be on Cron today because weather is a big story, so she'll be uh, carrying a lot of the load today at the 4 o'clock news. Jacqueline Bennett. Anyway, let's get back to financial content because I know that's what a lot of you want. But it is raining like cats and dogs out there. And everyone, slow down just a skosh and turn on your headlights and be safe and uh, check before you cut across the lane. So there's absolutely no need for anyone on this planet to die in a car crash due to rain. There's nothing sillier than that in my book. To get your calls on the air, it's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Let's take a look at um, Cisco Systems today. They said they're going to acquire a company called Starnet or Starrent Networks, ultimately for $2.9 billion. That's a big acquisition. Now, a couple days ago, just a couple weeks ago, Cisco announced the big acquisition where they were picking up a huge video conferencing company. Last year, they picked up a flip camera company. What are they doing? Well, ultimately, what they're doing is integrating video through networks. And whether it's the video conference where we're saying, you know, take a look at online conferences. We're going to fewer conferences. We're doing more online conferences. And they want to sell the equipment for that. Take a look at flip cameras. When we have a baby now, we have our baby have our own, uh, have his own YouTube page. How do you do that? 
Well, you can get this flip camera from Cisco, and they'll help you do it automatically upload to YouTube. You kind of see what they're doing, right? They're trying to get into the network of the home. Many, many, many years ago, they picked up a wireless uh, router company because they wanted to get into your home on that level, the Linksys modem. Picked them up, acquired them, gobbled them up. So as the Internet continues to change, one thing we know is that we don't really want the Internet just for text. We want the Internet for video, whether it's television shows or uh, video conferencing. For instance, remember Dick Tracy used to look at his watch and there was, you know, he was able to see people on his watch. That's what we want. And that's where we're going at some point in time. Video that's synced up to our mouth. So it doesn't, you know, say it's Dick Tracy calling and then you see the lips move 15 seconds later. So Cisco's trying to do everything they can to be there. Now, what, what Sterrant does is they connect wireless phone customers to the Internet. Wireless phone companies to the Internet. That's what their equipment is. They make equipment to help mobile carriers connect wireless phone customers to the Internet, one of the fastest growing segments of the telecommunication market. So this was a good acquisition for Cisco. It's going to hurt their earnings. But again, they keep adding product a little bit here and a little bit there. Now, have you heard the story about the Sidekick? The Sidekick once was made by a company called Danger, and they were in Palo Alto. And hmm, Paris Hilton had one. And it was this pretty cool flip device. It was um, it was before smartphones were really, how shall we say, dominated by Apple. They had a pretty good flip phone. And there was a Danger Device 1, a Danger Device 2, a Danger Device 3, and eventually it gets called the Sidekick, and Microsoft buys them. Now, there's a big story out about how Sidekick users are losing their data, and that's got everyone flipped out. So Microsoft's going to offer them a $100 credit. So they're going to lose their messages, text messages, emails, contacts, calendar entries, to-do list, photos, and Microsoft's going to offer them $100. And you know what this means? A lot of people are going to say, see you, Microsoft. You pissed us off. You bought a company and you ruined it in one way, shape, or form. So research in motion is going to be a winner here. A lot of people are going to turn in their sidekick phone and say, no more, no mas. Apple's going to be a winner here because research in motion is going to sell more Blackberries, but Apple's going to sell more iPhones. Palm's going to be a winner here because they'll sell more of their Pre's or Pixies. So maybe, maybe not. But T-Mobile uses all three of those, well, all four of those carriers, and this was a T-Mobile-centric device. Now, physical keyboard that Sidekick users crave arguably has the industry's best and most secure platform for messaging and email communications, research in motion. BlackBerry. But again, I don't think the Sidekick user at this point in time is going, ooh, I got to stay with me, the best of the breed. People want iPhones. People want iPhones. And that $100 credit for Microsoft, I wouldn't be surprised if people don't just turn around and instantly go out and spend the money on um, breaking the deal with Microsoft and or uh, AT&T and or T-Mobile and going out and getting a new phone for themselves. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Yesterday, remember when I told you that there was three three analysts who upgraded Google? Fourth analyst upgrades Google today. Throws a price target of $660 on it, expecting them to report a solid third quarter, stronger than expected query volume growth and uh, improvements in price per click over the course of the quarter. So everyone's on the same page. Are you? The analysts already know what's going to happen. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's the Rob Black Show. It's raining, and the raining's got me off my game. I'm admitting it. I don't know why it's got me off my game, but I'm off my game. Chuck Reed, mayor of San Jose, coming up at 11 o'clock. It's the Rob Black Show. More stimulating talk. Talk910.com. What is that? 
a website where you can get a podcast of the show. And what is a podcast? It's basically a rebroadcast of this show that's put in nice, cute little pod form. And you can port it into your music player, your MP3 player. You can port it into your iPod. You can just listen to it on the computer, whatever you really want to do. And you can get a subscription to The Rob Black Show at iTunes. It's free. It'll automatically update your iPod whenever you log on in. But you have to go to iTunes and search for Rob Black and your money. It's Rob Black and your money. If you don't want to do that, go to talk910.com and get it on a day-by-day type of basis. Now, later in the show, I'm going to be talking with Chuck Reed. And believe it or not, his actual name is Charles Rufus Reed. (laughs) My middle name was Rufus. There's a pretty good chance I wouldn't use it. Um, Who uses middle names? I don't know. Mine's awful. Mine's Francis. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. I've been studying up on on San Jose because, I don't know, it's maybe a city that I take for granted at times. Living in the Bay Area, you got San Francisco right here. But San Jose stands as the largest city in Northern California, bigger than San Francisco. San Jose has more than a million residents. It's got the 10th largest city in the United States. There's a lot of positives about San Jose, and Chuck Reed, I think, is doing a great job as a mayor, and we're going to be talking about the green vision that he has there. If you have questions for Chuck Reed, you can go back to what I was just talking about, talk910.com, talk910.com, jump on the blog, type in a question. I'll throw it his way if I get time. If you don't want to do that, you can go email me, robertrobblack.com, robertrobblack.com. Let's talk a little bit about something big that happened yesterday. Green technology and education reform get a huge boost from Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger. He signed two solar energy bills that are going to make it possible for you, the consumer, and for businesses to make money if they generate surplus electricity. So the bills, long sought by California's renewable energy industry, and amongst hundreds signed by the governor late Sunday, could radically change the relationship between businesses and homeowners and their local utility company, making them paid producers. Now, there's a bill called AB920. It was authored by Assemblymember Jared Huffman. He's a Democrat out of San Rafael. It requires utility companies to pay customers for any surplus electricity they produce from either solar or wind power. Under current net metering rules, utilities get to keep the additional electricity homeowners and businesses generate for the grid for free. So it's an extra incentive, ultimately, to get folks in the game on the small-scale solar and wind. Right now, there's an incentive to waste. A lot of people who generate more electricity than they use, it ultimately prolificates energy wasters. It teaches people to say, hey, the utilities get in it for free. Why not just you know, leave the refrigerator open all day long? Now, this uh, Councilman Huffman sponsored their Ought to Be a Law contest in his Marin County District. It's a pretty cute idea, right? Now, a dozen constituents uh, suggest that homeowners and businesses should get paid for producing excess power. Currently, about 50,000 homes and businesses in California have solar power, but the number is expected to grow rapidly. Now, AB 920 is focused primarily on solar generation, but it's also going to be applicable to wind. I think that's pretty neat. I think that's uh, someone who did the right thing. There ought to be a law. I think that's funny. I think that's a, a good use of political power. Let's go to K in Los Altos. I was going to mention, uh, I think you know I'm from Scotland, and uh, I know you kind of mentioned about whiskey. I was um, brought up living between two distilleries. Maybe you're familiar with them. Um, One is Scapa, and the other is Highland Park. I know Highland Park. I don't know Scapa. Scapa is a little milder than Highland Park. I was digging in the cupboard, and I found a 
very small bottle, so if I see you sometime at a seminar, I'll bring it along. You're not, you're not a, a scotch or a whiskey drinker, Kay? No, I'm a wino. A wino. I like that. <laughs> anyway, my question was about um, Hatteras Financial. HTS is the symbol. Barron's has mentioned it several times, and it came down to it's at around 28, which is what they said was um, good um, uh, entry price even at this point. I just wondered, um, you know, what you thought of it as an income play. The dividend is high, I know, which um, usually indicates a lot of risk, but uh, just your opinion. Let me take a quick look, and uh, tell me a little bit, Kate, why you read Barron's. Everyone knows why I read Barron's, but... Give me a different well, I take. like to manage my own investments, and I find it um, very, very interesting and very helpful. Okay. Is it something you... money off it. You do, you do make money off Barron's? Yeah. Okay, good. I, I, I tend to agree with you. And uh, I'm only throwing that out there because the show sometimes turns into a Rob Black monologue, and I think people have heard my shtick plenty, so it's good to hear. Oh, it's had a few rocks, too, but um, overall, it's been good. Yeah. Um... See that it recently got a pretty big downgrade, and I'm gonna probably have to hold off on giving you a complete answer because it's just not coming up the way I want it to. And thanks for the call, Hatteras Finance. Mortgage in the past, NLY. Yeah, they're kind of similar. Yeah, you don't really mortgage-backed REITs, Annaly Mortgage. Oh, that's a funny one. And thanks for the call. Someone actually called my show at one point in time when Annaly Mortgage was at fifty bucks and said, "You know, this one's going to three hundred. I should own no other stocks because this one's perfect. It yields 10%. I'm heaven. You're not. Basically gave me, you know, flack to my face. Um, let me pot her down when I say thanks for the call. So 800-345-5639. I was getting a lot of feedback on her. Hatteras has gone from 2008, 20 bucks to 2009, 32. And it's recently come down pretty aggressively. 16% dividend yield. That's too much. Everyone should know that's too much. Now, <clears throat> Barron's did say a nice thing about it. They, they referred to it as a, a REIT with a pretty yield. Let me see what I got for you. This is unfortunate. Um, they hope for smooth sailing on tumultuous seas of mortgage investing. The company is a real estate investment trust, a REIT that invests in adjustable rate and hybrid adjustable rate single family mortgages. I say no. Right there, I say no. Um, there's going to be a lot of pain that comes in adjustable rate mortgages still in the next two years. Now, they get a government agency or a government-backed company like a Ginnie Mae, a Fannie Mae, or Freddie Mac that you know guarantees the loan. Hatters Financial's investments portfolio valued at over $5 billion consists mostly of five-year hybrid adjustable rates. The REIT prefers to invest in mortgage securities backed by Fannie, which pay principal and interest sooner than Freddie Mac. Hatters Financial is extremely managed um, by Atlantic Capital Advisors. Let me see what I can pull up on financials because ultimately that's going to be a lot there. Now, again, they're a mortgage-backed REIT who tends to stay with the, the, the Fannie Mae's, um, the Ginnie Mae's of the world, which get that government-backed guarantee. And it's a little bit faster than Freddie Mac. Just a second. Sorry about this. This is off radio. 800-345-5639. Anytime I pull up a, a company, I want to look at the actual numbers. And because of the rain, the Internet's a little bit on the slow side here today. Next hour, I'm going to be speaking with Chuck Reed. Let's see what we got here. Hatter's Financial. There's the financials. Not much. 
Um, it's kind of a new product. It's, that doesn't have you know three year track record. It's got a two year track record, jumping from seven million in revenue to eighty seven million, income from one million to seventy nine million, diluted earnings per share from fifteen cents to three dollars and forty eight. Um, price to sales ratio is pretty high. People are paying a premium to get into it, and I'm gonna have to take a pass. Let's see if I got anything on that downgrade. J.P. Morgan recently downgraded them. Awful radio. So sorry. HTS. It's interesting to me. No. So. Um, yeah, that doesn't help. So. 800-345-5639. I'm just going to have to drop and move on to something else. Um, 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. So I hit the solar story. Uh, this was kind of interesting to throw out there. Research in motion. I see that one analyst, first and foremost, the BlackBerry Storm was an awful phone, but they're getting ready to come out with BlackBerry Storm 2. And it's going to go on sale in Britain later this week. And people think that they've solved a lot of the problems that bedeviled the original device. It's got an upgraded touchscreen. It's fueled a lot of complaints from the original device. It's a lot more responsive now. Uh, they've got that SurePress technology. Long story short, it could be a better product for them. One analyst is upgrading research in motion today, uh, giving it a buy rating. He basically says, quote, what we regard as an unduly pessimistic assessment of the company's prospects and stock price to match. Okay. One analyst is calling it an underperformed day and giving it a $60 price target, saying it's attractively valued against consensus expectations for profitability and top-line growth. However, they think expectations are a little bit too optimistic. Isn't it funny how one analyst could tell you, you know, we love it, and another analyst could tell you we don't much care for it? That's the, the, the harshness that is Wall Street at times. So you can't trust analysts. You can't trust me. You can't trust Wall Street. You can't trust CNBC. You can't trust Forbes. You can't trust Barron's until you get to know the people. Hmm. Looks like I'm going back to HTS ever so quickly. Um, Hatter's Financial. They're now trading, excluding their dividend, downgraded to market perform um, over at JP Morgan. Declared a dividend of a buck fifteen. So they just cleared their dividend. Uh, Friedman Billings Ramsey thinks that Hatter's and Annaly have the most short term upside potential due to dividend bump ups. Seems like Wall Street kind of likes it. Most people see it fully valued at this point, but they, they like the company due to the guarantee of the Ginny Mae, Fannie Mae angle. Most people say a price target of about $33 on it, but the company's got these wide spreads in what they're doing, and they're kind of taking advantage of the system. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. See, I'm going to give you a financial answer, even if it takes me six, seven minutes to get there. I'll always give you a good, solid second opinion. Coming up next hour, Chuck Reed, Mayor of San Jose. We Rockefeller, we put higher than weather, and she thrives to better. You know me, in anticipation for precipitation, stack chips with a rainy day. JJ, rain man is back, with little Miss Sunshine, Rihanna, where you at? You have my heart, and we'll never be worlds apart. Maybe in magazines, but you'll still be my star. Baby, cause in the dark, you can't see shiny cars. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.